0: and I want to be seasonal and speak about uh, something I'm calling the adventure of advent. Um, Most of us, I think, like an adventure. Maybe as we get older, we're perhaps a little wary about uh, going on an adventure. But adventures are fun, and there is an adventure that um, I'd like to do maybe in 2021. It's been speaking to my oldest grandson, and he's very keen, and the next grandson, that is to travel on a Friday night up to Snowdonia, stay the night, then on Saturday, walk up the top of Mount Snowdon and then drive back home in the evening. Um, my eldest son, Andrew, is experienced in mountain climbing, not the type where you hang off a mountain from ropes, but uh, the sort of more sensible type. And so that's an adventure I'd like to do. And certainly a couple of my grandsons think that will be a great thing to do. I don't know if you've got any adventures planned for 2021, but um, let us know about it. It could be fun to share our stories. Adventure comes from the Latin word that literally means about to happen. And what we heard just now about this experience of those shepherds was certainly an adventure. You imagine minding your own business, looking after your sheep at night, when suddenly there's an intergalactic communication from an angel that terrifies them initially, and then this angel starts to give them some unbelievable information that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, had been born in a lowly little place in Bethlehem, and he was none other than Messiah, the Son of God. And then if that wasn't enough, this great choir suddenly appears hovering in the sky, singing a great anthem of praise. And these poor shepherds were terrified and astounded. But when they gathered themselves together, they decided, let's go on an adventure. Let's go and check this out. Let's see if what we've heard was actually true and we weren't just dreaming. We are now in the season of Advent and advent comes from the Latin word to arrive. It's also related to the root word adventure. They're all tied in the same. It's from the French veneer, which means to come or to arrive, and it's, a, it's to do with something that's about to happen. As I said, adventure is from the Latin about to happen, and for these shepherds, They heard of something that had just happened. They were the first ones to receive the news. And the information they received from Luke 2 verse 11 was simply this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Let's just look at that verse for a few moments and relate it to this season of Advent. The first thing we understand is that Advent is personal. To you is born a saviour. These were shepherds, they received a personal word. And so far as they were concerned, they were the only people in the world who had heard of the birth of Jesus Christ. And when you look at the Bible, you find that it is a very, very personal book. Because it's a personal message from God to the whole of mankind, the word "you" um, this is perhaps a bit boring information, but the word "you" appears some thirteen thousand seven hundred times throughout the Bible. I haven't counted them. I just found that out, um, but. It, it, it occurs so often, and you realize that, that God is personal. He is speaking to individuals. He's communicating his heart personally to us as his creation. I want to tell you today, God is very interested in you. He is. I'll tell you why. He knew all about you before you were born. He knit you together in your mother's womb and he knows exactly how many hairs you have on your head today. Janice has told me recently that her hair has been falling out a little bit because she's not been at all well. Um, God never gets a headache with having to adjust the number of hairs that are on Janice's head. Um, It's a pretty easy job for people like Terry and me because uh, I can probably count them in just a moment but it's all metaphorical, but it tells us the way God is so intensely interested in each and every single one of us. God knows your deepest thoughts. He knows your longings, your hopes and your fears. And I want to tell you today, you were not a mistake. Even if your parents said you were a mistake, even if your parents said, well, we never really planned to have you. You were a mistake, baby. I wanna tell you, you are not a mistake. God planned you, God determined that you would be born in his sovereign will. You are not a mistake in any shape or form. He thought about you long before you were born. Listen to what Jeremiah says. God said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Now, just think about that for a moment. That is astounding. That is. And that shows the measure of the Father heart of God. Paul says in Ephesians, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. You see, Advent is about the moment when God stepped into our world because he personally cares about each and every one of us. Jesus came specifically for you and for me. His birth was the most personal moment in history because God became like us so that he could be personally known by us. Listen to the Apostle Paul again when he says, But when the time arrived that was set by God the Father, God sent his Son, born among us of a woman, born under the conditions of the law so that he might redeem those of us who have been kidnapped by the law. Thus we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. You can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives crying, Papa, Father, Daddy doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you are not a slave, but a child? And if you are a child, you're also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. I love that rendering of Galatians 4, 4 4-7, because it just speaks about the intimate relationship we can have with Father God because he is personally concerned about each and every one of us. So Advent is personal, but also Advent is relational. To you is born a savior. A person who has been saved from death by someone else inevitably has a relationship with that person because there's a sense in which they feel they owe their life to them. I have often heard of people whose lives have been saved through organ donation. And they have been eternally grateful to somebody else who perhaps died in a a motor accident or some other fortunate event. They've often said, I owe my life to that person because they gave me their heart or, or, or they gave me some other vital organ. Jesus came into the world so that we could enter into a relationship with him through the salvation that he offers, we owe our lives to Jesus today because of what he did for each and every one of us on the cross. Paul puts it like this in Romans 5, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though some might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You see, God's saving love is a life-changing relationship. Jesus said, didn't he, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full, a better life than you could ever dream of. John 10 in the Message Bible. Let me read you the story of of a guy I met who lives on the Isle of Wight. This is his story. He said, in my youth, I had many scrapes with the law. I was bad tempered, smoked and drank. I found it hard to hold down jobs. I married, had three children and then came close to becoming an alcoholic. I got into trouble with the law and ended up in prison for six years. I had lost everything. The chaplains in prison talked to me about Jesus, but all I wanted to do was to die. They gave me a Bible and I said, Jesus, if you are real, help me. So I searched for two years. And then one day on the 9th of May, 1987, Jesus made himself known to me in my cell. He came into my life and I was born again. That was over 30 years ago, and Jesus is still a special person in my heart and life. What a wonderful story. And millions and millions of people around the world and down through the centuries since the cross have the same kind of story. It's personal. Jesus is Savior and Lord. And the shepherds were the first to meet Jesus. They shared the story of this personal encounter with Jesus, the Savior, whom the centuries or for whom the centuries had longed to receive. Advent is about the arrival of a Savior with whom we can have a personal relationship. So, Advent is. Personal. it's to you advent is relational because it's about a savior but also finally advent is incarnational this savior who is christ the lord that's what the angel announced christ is greek for the hebrew word messiah which means anointed one and the astonishing announcement which came to those shepherds they probably didn't fully grasp all that it meant, that Messiah had been born as a baby in a way that was never ever anticipated so far as the long awaited Messiah was concerned. But here was God himself, a babe in Bethlehem lying in a manger. The word incarnation comes from the word incarnate, which literally means to be embodied in flesh. And the incarnation of course is about God becoming human. John tells us the word became human and made his home among us. And the incarnation is about God stepping into our mess. We messed up his perfect creation. Through Adam and Eve sitting in the first place, we have all inherited a sinful nature and we messed up what God made perfect when he created the universe. But instead of turning his back and abandoning us and saying, well, you've made your mess lie in it, God steps into our mess as the Messiah to be Christ, the Savior. Paul puts it like this. Though he was God, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the position of a slave and was born a human being. You see, the incarnation is about God giving his life for each and every one of us. Again, Paul says, you know the generous grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Do you know we are the richest people in the universe? Because having Christ as Savior and Lord gives us wealth that is beyond anything that you could own or amass in this life. We are eternally rich through the grace of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Advent is about the coming of God in Christ. We know all about this, but there is a world out there that don't know. There's a world out there that don't really know what Christmas is all about. Do you know it's reported that only one school in five puts on a traditional Christmas nativity play. Now, when I was at school, we always did a big Christmas presentation from infant school, junior school, Right through to senior school, I would sing in the choir. When I was 11, I had this amazing (laughs) soprano voice and I could sing the Messiah. And then by the time I was 16, I was a tenor. But all through my school years, every Christmas was a massive opportunity to share the message of Jesus coming to our world. Sadly, in the times in which we live now, that rarely happens. And this Christmas no schools are able to put on any kind of productions because of the coronavirus that we all understand. But for many people, the message of Christmas is lost. They don't understand the story that to you is born this day a saviour who is Christ, the Lord. And the thing about these shepherds was after they had been to Bethlehem, seen with their own eyes that what the angel had said was absolutely true, they went and they shared the news. It says, after seeing him, they told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child, all who heard the shepherds were astonished. You see, the challenge is for you and for me to become incarnational to our world to actually carry the life and presence of Jesus so that others can see Jesus in us. I wanna read you a story just as I finish. Um, There was a salesman who had been away from home for several days at a regional conference. And the closing session had overrun and it was just finishing when he and his friends said, if we run, we will make it to the train in time to get home, to have a bit of time with our families tonight. So as soon as the conference finished, the (coughs) few of them, they ran to (coughs) the local station to get the train. As they were running through the concourse of the station, one of the men knocked over a table that a vendor had with a box of apples that he was selling. Apples tumbled and rolled out across the floor in all directions, but the men rushed on to the platform with seconds to spare before the train left. As they boarded the train, the man responsible for the accident of knocking over the vendor's table with apples, he was suddenly unable to move. He felt desperately unhappy. Should he go back or should he board the train and get home to be with his family? He noticed that there was a young boy by the vendor's table with the apples who was selling them. More than anything else, he wanted to board the train and get back to be with his family. However, he decided to say goodbye to his friends and they couldn't believe it, urging him to get on the train as it was about to leave the station. But he said goodbye and made his way back through the station concourse to where the apples were. As he walked back, there were many people dodging the apples. Some were kicking them. They were flying all over the floor as other passengers hurried to get to their train. As he got closer, he realized that the boy who had the table with apples was just standing there, dazed and helpless because he was blind. Quickly, the salesman collected the apples. Setting the table up again, he could see that many of them were badly bruised and and no longer able to be sold. He opened his wallet and took out a five pound note and pressed it in the young boy's hand. Here he said, please take this to cover the damage I've caused and the loss of your apples. I hope I haven't spoiled your day. So the man walked back to the platform to await the next train. And above the noise of the station he heard a loud voice from the boy calling behind him saying, Sir, are you Jesus? You see, we live in a world where people are blind to the love of God. We live in a world where people are spiritually blinded to what Christmas is all about. But you and I have the opportunity to incarnate the love of God. We have the opportunity to be Jesus to the world whose eyes are closed and to pray that people this Christmas will see that Jesus came into our world and to them is born this day a savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we wanna thank you so much for stepping into our world it doesn't seem enough just to say thank you but Lord we don't know what else to say but we are so grateful that you stepped into our mess that you came personally to each and every one of us and today we can celebrate a relationship with you because you Father God became like us in human form that we might be saved forgiven and to know peace with God Lord we want to be like those shepherds. We want to communicate your love to a world that is blind to the truth. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Empower us to as it were incarnate Jesus to the world around us this Christmas. We pray this in his name. Amen.